Hello and welcome to this episode of the Coaching Podcast from British Canoeing Awarding Body. Welcome everybody to the British Canoe and Awarding Body Coaching Podcast. Uh, my name is Lee Pooley. I'm the Director of Coaching and Qualifications for British Canoeing. And I am delighted to be joined by three sup whitewater paddlers, coaches and leaders. And uh, I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you. And uh, Tom, let's start with yourself. Hi there. Uh, my name is Tom Westaway. I run a whitewater sap coaching company in the southwest in Devon, mainly coaching on the dark. What I mainly do is take pre-existing paddle borders and take them into a whitewater environment. But I've also had uh, whitewater people who whitewater canoe or kayak who are trying to transfer over to SUP. Cool. And um, and we also got Adam. Welcome, Adam. Hi. All right. Um, yeah, I'm Adam Burns. I'm based up in Perth in Scotland. So I run a little centre on the side of the River Tay and also a provider of whitewater SUP coach as well for British canoe. Thanks, Adam. And last but not least, uh, Anthony. Hi, my name's Anthony Ng. Um, I run Stand Up Paddleboard UK up in North Wales. I've just been pioneering Wallake Whitewater Sup for the last 15 years and just been trying to develop it into what what we can sort of see now and develop it as much as I can with uh, taking people out on the water and coaching as well as behind the scenes with qualifications and guiding and um and safety so that's a bit about me cool right well um hopefully some of you have guessed we're going to be talking about stand-up paddleboarding today but we're not just stand-up paddleboarding as a as a you know the diversity of the actual, actual discipline itself we're going to be concentrating on white water and specifically for those leading and coaching in a white water environment that's what we're going to be focusing on today so let's start off quite broad, okay, and we'll get everyone involved with this, is could you give me some examples or, or what your thoughts are around what makes a successful stand-up paddleboard journey in a whitewater environment? And let's start with Adam. Yeah, perfect. So um, a big part of it for me is that kind of continued uh, dynamic risk assessment. We have got fins, uh, and that's something we massively need to be aware of. And so the ability to consistently dynamically risk assess what's going on based especially on water levels is has been a really key bit of me for making it successful. Okay, brilliant. Thank you, Adam. Let's go for Tom. So something I'm quite big on is actually trying to make sure that the whole team have like a really good understanding of how the day is actually going to look and kind of setting in those uh, ideas of what's going to happen if something unexpected happens, you know, like if someone's going to swim, how, how do we all manage that? Or it's going to be, uh, how long is this paddle going to be? Just all of those things, and, you know, getting people to be honest about how they're feeling on the day. I think that kind of really gets the ball rolling on making things work and be successful. So you're really working towards a real collaborative approach to, to descend in the river or, or, or play in the river. Yeah, I mean, like at the end of the day, you're all relying on each other, aren't you? Especially seeing as, you know, falling off uh, it is it is quite a, a real possibility and getting separated from your board, you are relying on your team, aren't you? So if you're all on the same page, you're all on the same level, that's definitely going to make things work a lot more smoothly. All right. Thanks, Tom. And uh, Anthony? I think I think fun. I think I think that's the main thing. You know, unlike potentially other crafts are out there, you know, if you take a dip, it's just fun. It's like, it's another thing. It's part of the learning journey. And I don't think it matters on where you're at 
in that learning journey, if it's controlled in a fun, enjoyable way and you're in the right environment, then then, you know, getting wet and getting back on the board and going again is fun, you know, and being out there and having a team that if you're just doing a session or doing a journey is out there to have enjoyable, fun, safe learning is really cool. And I don't think you get that in all all aspects of all other sports, but you definitely get that in white water suck. Cool. All right. Well, thank you. Good start. So what we're going to do is um, let's let's sort of delve into sort of you know specific areas. And you know, there's been a lot of talk around the importance of height management. And I'm wondering if you could give us an overview of what what does it mean around height management? What does it what's it actually mean on the stand up paddleboard? Uh, I guess uh, so. Height height management is one of the key safety sort of skills that we can we can adapt and and bring into our in, into the sport. And so being able to control yourself between being on your knees, one knee, one foot, so a high kneel, and being in a standing stance, but also being able to monitor that or manage that through moving water itself. So being able to drop into a height to keep your stability or even dropping down all of the heights before falling itself so being able to drop down all the heights so you end up on your knees before being in the water so for me it's safety and it uh, but it's also success and it's really cool to see more people being able to monitor their height through these moving water features and still they go in standing they end standing but they might have you know dropped into a one knee position whilst going through some features and then and pop straight back up again so we're still getting safe learning and safe outcomes uh, instead of the concept of standing until we fall and that's where we end up getting m- more falling in places we don't want to so for me a definite key safety skill okay and so it's a it's a it's, it's a predetermined approach isn't it and that's what you're talking about so you think about your own ability and you see say such as you know, a feature and you would make that you'd make a personal call what stance you should be taking is that right yeah so i think uh, I, I think the environment that's that's around us and depending on what environment we're going on and depending on our ability will then depend on what height we potentially might pick but for an example i might have run down a certain rapid a lot lower than i feel like i can a couple of times before feeling like oh actually now i might go up to the next height and that then means that we're starting to get a real concept of managing height and being able to stay on our board you know depending on the environment and depending on our ability level in the end you almost go down rapids and go oh i haven't been on my knee for ages but that's when you've got to a point of up there that you still if i then push myself to a a harder environment i have that know-how and i have that awareness of being able to still drop a knee so depending on your learning journey and depending on where you're at probably depends on how much you are managing and monitoring height but definitely it's one of them key aspects that we've we've got we sort of get into into that sort of leadership and coaching from from quite early on and and from a personal paddling perspective then anthony is that what what would be good what would be a good progressive exercise you know so you know someone's relatively new to whitewater sort of paddling how could they go how could there be some progressions around understanding height management so i i do quite a lot of stuff again just on the flat water because you haven't got the environment to then to, to cause any issues to start off with and just getting them paddling along on a low kneel so two knees down and then being able to transfer uh, with their hands pushing on the board to go up to a high kneel so that's one foot and one knee so into a high kneel position and then again using their hands to push on the board to then go into a standing stance and you can build that until the hands aren't necessary 
and we can then use our paddle to gain more stability. So we're actually then going down through the heights using our paddle stroke. So that as we do a paddle stroke, we can drop down onto one knee, one foot. And then as we do another paddle stroke, we can drop down onto our knees. So it's a warm-up exercise for me. And it's an exercise that is a flat water exercise that you can get really good at before going into a, a moderate water environment. And the great thing is, yes, I know we're talking about white water sup. But realistically, any moderate water environment, this works brilliant at, you know, in a windy condition, just being able to drop a knee quickly, going out through surf, being able to drop a knee is really useful. So it, it doesn't just work in a white water environment. So it's, it's a really good skill to have. Brilliant. OK, well, thanks, Anthony. I think, Adam, you know, in terms of, you know, you know highly experienced coach and, and, and leader in, in white water, how do you... How do you go about reinforcing and reminding the people that you're leading or coaching the importance of this height management? Yeah, so I guess a large bit of it for me is it being a key theme that's kind of running through from before we get onto the water and the whole time we're on the water. So, you know, to re reflect a little bit like what Ant was saying there, then um, a warm up for me is usually quite a lot talking about different stances and getting people to think about dropping their height and thinking about taking a knee and how they might do that and how they might use a paddle to support themselves with that. And then once we're on the water, then, you know, in that kind of warm up stage as well on the water, we're probably trying to use a little bit of flat water or a little bit of slow flow, get ourselves comfortable and and again, we're reinforcing that and we're going, OK, well, we might not need to take a knee all the time, but actually we're reinforcing by trying that and getting comfortable. Uh, I'm really trying to get people thinking about doing it on both sides as well, because there's definitely this comfort of, OK, I'm, I'm comfortable on my right hand side and that's grand. But that time that all of a sudden I maybe go towards the left hand side, that's the time that I'm going to fall in. So, yeah, a, a key theme for me and, and just keep coming back to it regularly is really important as well. So I've done it on land. We've done it when we first got on the water. We've gone, we've played on a bit and we're having a great time and I might be going okay cool let's do this we're getting really comfortable let's do a little bit of practice here while we're at it before uh, before we move on to the next thing and then again going into that whole well this is maybe a little bit of a harder stuff so again let's reinforce this by maybe we'll go down our knees our first time get a little bit of feel for the water understand what's going on and then we can then go down be in a standing position but then maybe we start to drop the knee and we can basically compensate for that and then as we get more comfortable we can we can build ourselves up so it's again that whole ability to build things slowly rather than the necessary going straight for it and everyone's different so some people will really really engage with that and and will really enjoy that learning process going through that. others will need to fall in a couple of times before they realize that actually maybe they as credit in in the conversation but yeah the main thing for me is is really driving it as a as one of the key themes of the session of the coaching of the leading of the trip um and that seems to have got it into people's heads quite a lot the the other thing is is kind of being that role model for people as well so i think it's quite easy for us to be like well I can stand up down this rapid and I'm 100% confident that I'm not going to fall in, which I think we can never be 100% confident we're not going to fall in, but we can be pretty confident in our ability at times. And with that, we get into that grey area where people are like, oh, well, if they're doing it, then I guess then I guess I should do it. So not being worried to take a knee, being prepared to take a knee um, and showing good height management through rapids in preparation for rapids in eddies when we're waiting for other people this again seems to really enforce people to go okay cool this is not something that's just something that we can do but actually it's really something positive that is just a part of whitewater paddleboarding rather than anything else there's some you know some really good 
really good top tips there and you know, and one of the things that you know that you you emphasize there is around role modeling and reminding ourselves actually why we're leading and why we're coaching it's not for ourselves it's for the others that we are looking after and responsible for so actually showing them good technique and good height management is actually the way forward because as we know there'll be lots of copying going on isn't there you know crumbs you know adam's dropped to his knees i'd best drop to my knees you know that happens quite you know and on the river where you go as well isn't it they'll tend to to follow you and follow your line so you know that imitation of what someone does as a, a leader and as a coach is really powerful tom in terms of you know how you operate on the water you know you talked to you you alluded to it a little bit in you know when you talked about what makes it successful and you, you talked around you know what's going to happen during the day and you know collaboration but as a coach or as a as a leader in a whitewater environment or such what sort of things would you bring into your safety briefing that probably comes from the complexities of, of stand-up paddleboarding in white water? So I think people being stood up on boards, obviously there's like a lot more opportunity for them to be falling from heights. So they have to be able to monitor their height properly. So one of the first things that I end up talking about is like their personal competency and like how they actually feel. Can they move properly? Like I'm looking at that. Maybe they have some injuries and that's kind of like the personal stuff. Then the next thing is like what sort of kit they're wearing. Some people wear like lots of padding, like knees, shin guards, elbows. You can talk around that sort of stuff. Some people wear it over, some people wear it underneath. And then kind of bringing into like how the session is actually going to look, not to really echo what Ant and Adam have been talking about already but the height management is like a huge topic so as it's a safety brief that's kind of when my sort of drill start and i go this is how we are actually going to be managing our height can you go from this to this to this and then they go through on the land and then you know some people are like god i've never really thought about that and then suddenly you're you're doing some dry coaching and that's where they can like practice it quite well another thing that we're going to be like looking at realistically is like how their board is set up you know some people attach their bags and their kits to to their boards sometimes it's done in a really good way sometimes it's done in not so good a way you know it could be that they've got like an open gate carabiner or a wire carabiner if you uh, are climbing back on your board and you end up clipping yourself that that obviously wouldn't be such a good thing so it's making people aware of that you've also got the discussion of leashes you know particularly with the river that i take people on people want to uh, rock up with some leashes with me it's not a definite no but you know i'll always have a chat with them i'll be like do you actually need this or is it is it just making your life a little bit easier and is it is it making you almost like a little bit lazy falling off in like an incorrect way and all you have to do is pull your board back you know do you actually need your leash or shall we take it away and let's look at a way that you can paddle in a way that is safe in a way that you don't need your leash after we've done all that i'm probably going to be talking about whilst we're paddling down it's like how we're we going to fall off you know are we going to be falling up falling off the board running off backwards are we going to be flying forwards or are we going to be using that height management that we've been talking about are we going to aim to fall down onto the board and even if you know it's onto the board then in the water you know that that initial impact has been taken up by an inflatable object maybe not a rock on the side on the bottom of the river you know keeping with it it's probably right this is how we swim you know just doing all those classics defensive swimming maybe they keep their paddle maybe they don't this is kind of something that kind of like what those guys were saying earlier it's something that you can play with early on but i think the 
over the main thing about my sort of safety brief is it's done right at the start but it's also done like throughout the whole day you know there may be some things that you change for certain rapids you know uh it's like adam was saying if i'm going to go down a rapid where i know i can stand up and they could probably stand up but if they swim it's going to be a shallow nasty swim so i'm i'm going to get myself low and that's like an echo of the safety brief isn't it you know if i'm low and i'm i'm giving a signal get low it echoes back to the team and that kind of it just reinforces it adam how does your um you know how does your safety what do you include within your safety brief as well so we've heard from tom is there anything different that you might do or anything specific that you want you would emphasize i think realistically a lot of it's quite similar to tom i'm talking about uh our height management i'm talking about our setup boards i'm talking about what we're going to do if a swimmer occurs if a swim occurs then you know we're going to have that discussion and actually you know refer back to a lot of what answer at the beginning mostly what i'm going to talk about is if someone takes a swim then then this is cool this is this is what we do this is part of part of why we're here to do it and we we shouldn't be we shouldn't be trying to make it a big deal or something that actually doesn't need to be a big deal so actually we're we're encouraging that and we're going cool well every time i fall off the board we're probably getting a little bit better but part of my brief is definitely driving to people we're going to try and keep hold of that paddle and, and once we're in the water and, and then if we can grab hold of the board then great but let's let's make everyone else aware as well we're a team and, and if we're in a position that we are playing somewhere and it's fairly a place where we're all fairly comfortable and pretty fairly safe if we can support each other to pick up any boards and paddles that need to then that's great that's part of learning as well so a lot of a lot of the brief there is around going well what happens if someone swims first of all we're a team so let's look after it and we're here to have a bit of fun but then what happens if someone swims and it's a little bit harder to deal with and that bit of the brief is very much very similar for for every craft to do and and, and most environments such as let's get everyone to a safety point and let's focus on getting the person safe and then let, let's get the bits pieces back together and then we can carry on having a nice good day and yeah for me that's that's really one of the key bits height management what happens if someone swims how are we setting up our boards and having a chat about rocks in the river and and what kind of things we need to be aware of when we're paddling the river as well and adam just digging into that slightly um you you, know, you said that a couple of times now at the beginning of the sort of the recording of the podcast and just then is you talk about um setting up the board what sort of things are you considering when setting up boards yeah so a part of it's been height um depending on what rivers what rivers paddling in scotland we've got big wide open rivers we've got kind of creaky type stuff we've got stuff which even when it's got lots of water in it it's still full of rocks uh, and we've got other days where actually i want the biggest fins i can on because actually that's going to help me in the rivers so so a large part of the setup is what fin possibilities have got some boards coming and you've got a fin option and that's that's what it is um other bo- options you've got everything from one and a half inch fins up to nine inch fins possible being able to put in these boards so so one part is especially fins another part is looking at what kind of bungees we've got and where um, are they in a place where they're useful to us or actually will we be better off to take these off our boards and how are we setting up like Tom was saying how are we setting up our kit appropriate to that for me as a leader another bit is what am I doing about a spare paddle like there, there's times that a spare paddle will be in a bag and, and away and there'll be other times that I'm like actually the ability to have a quick grab paddle to be able to pass to people actually might be really advantageous so having kind of conversations about that as well and, and that are the kind of main bits for me is where we're storing stuff where we are positioning ourselves on the board based on how much weight we've got on the board and what kind of fins that we're we're looking to put in place brilliant thanks Adam. so 
there's been quite a lot of talk at the end of you know where we just sort of picked up with adam he talks quite a bit about you know what happens when you fall in and inevitably it's going to happen isn't it you know you're coaching or leading people on a on a, on a stand-up paddleboard and even though they might have good height management there is probably a higher chance that they're going to people are going to end up in the water which as you've all said it's not a bad thing and actually that's part of the sport you know what i'd be keen to explore and, and maybe the listeners would be keen to hear is you know what actions and decisions do you make to ensure the safety of others and the paddler and their equipment when someone does end up in the water i, I think i think obviously what's key is, is is the safety of the paddler and you know uh and and that we are actually leading in the appropriate environment for that paddler and i think that that does tick a lot of boxes if you're in the right place to gain uh learning and to have a fun experience then you will have time to to collect kit you will have time for the paddler to self-rescue to do that when so so environment is a is a massive thing for me uh making sure that the paddler is in the suitable environment for them to get the outcomes that they're trying to get whether that is that they're working on something very advanced or working on something very basic you know that's all in concept to to where they are on their learning journey so you know deep water eddy lines that are comfortable you know so that if you do take dips if you are having these you know it, it takes time to learn how to monitor height well you know so when you don't monitor height well, the outcome of that is, oh, you get wet, no problem, on you get, let's carry on. When if your environment isn't set up correctly and you're on very fast, hard, eddy line, shallow water, you know, and you're trying to do the same sort of skill set, when that then happens, you have very different outcomes. You know, you have someone that hasn't had a fun, enjoyable day out of the water. They've hurt themselves. And that's not what we're here to do. So I think the environment's key to it. But also the technology and equipment has changed so dramatically in the last 10 years. You know, there is loads of different board options. There is loads of choice. And I know everyone out there doesn't have that at their disposal. But I think as a as a coach and as a leader, as a leader having the awareness of someone's turned up on a 28 touring board that they go out on every single day actually we're going out on moving water now let's push the width of it like we talk about the fins let's let's make the fins shorter you know let, let's use a a board that is built and designed to to be in that environment and as soon as you push push you know up to a 36 wide then you're going to have more of a stable platform that that person's going to you know get more enjoyment get enjoyment out there and have more success I think that that said, I think as a coach and as a guide, we can be in the appropriate place. So how we lead and how we coach people to keep them safe on the water, we do have to rethink and we have to think about where we are and what, what we normally do. And if we have a swim, are we in the appropriate place? to be able to deal with you know our, our client or you know or our student or the person that our peer paddling group are we in the right place to be able to help them out or are we haven't we even thought about if something happened on this moving water or on this rapid at you know where am i and can i be useful so i think positioning positioning maximum usefulness as a coach or guide so that picking up then helping them out is easy and isn't that you're then on the back foot trying to rush to then help them Thank you. Tom, have you, you got any other thoughts? So, you know, Anthony, you know, talked around positioning and, you know, can really considering the positioning that you're in as a coach and leader to be able to cover um, certain aspects. Is there anything else that you would be you'd be thinking of if, you know, if someone had fallen from their board and ended up in the water? 
again this is kind of a little bit subjective and it really depends on what kind of client i've got but in some ways of progressing people and again don't don't take this as a this is what i do for everybody but for someone i've been working with for a while and it's like cool this person i, I know they're like sort of getting into that sort of comfortable stage where they've sort of come off their board now and they're a little bit like okay i'm in the water but i'm not entirely sure what to do sometimes maybe i'll like bring myself alongside them with the intent of maybe being there to help them if needed but then sometimes they just need that sort of calm voice in their ear being like you're all right swim through this bit when it calms down maybe try and bring yourself back on and uh sometimes that can be enough for them you know they, they like go through the madness and then they get themselves to a space where they can get back on their board they've got their paddle and then they've like self-rescued their self and uh you know later on down the line when they fall off again then they've kind of taken care of it themselves and then suddenly you've done a little bit of footwork and now all of a sudden they're sort of looking after themselves a little bit more. That's just like some of the little things that I would do maybe to try and encourage, like, well, maybe make my life easier. You know, if people can like look after themselves as they've fallen off, that's amazing, isn't it? And it's also, they've developed as a paddler. Yeah, absolutely, Tom. And I think, you know, we all, all as coaches, we we work for redundancy. Um, and if we can make paddlers independent, I think that's a really important aspect. And actually bringing that into into your coaching at the very early stages, I think is something that is, is vitally important. Really enjoyed listening to to the perspective because I'm not I'm not a supper and I'm not a, you know I'm a white water paddler but I'm not a sup white water paddler so it's been really interesting around height management and and how briefings may change and how the approach is because it is most certainly different isn't it in terms of what, what you're dealing with uh, and the complexities that a sup brings within a white water environment I think before we before we bring it to a close some of you have a little bit more time to think about it um, but I've got a question for you so there was one place one place you'd either return to or wanted to visit to sup whitewater paddle where would it be and adam you get the shorts or you've got to go first i can never say it for anti crepe but soccer Sasha in savinia that is yeah that's that's my aim next year lovely yeah such is a, a a wonderful wonderful place and you know the color of the water is actually fantastic so really good really good choice there um, tom Mine, not, mine might not be uh, so picturesque as such, but it is still an amazing place to be. Last year, I paddled the upper dot on a paddleboard, mm -hmm. and it was like it was done with kayak support, and um, it took a long time. You know, we forget to think about everything, rightfully so. That, but you know, I do have sort of plans this year to to go back to maybe bring a different board, maybe go over the same team, different different sort of mindset, and maybe try and push the sport there to, you know, be in that sort of grade three, grade four environment. That's where I would like to be going back to, really. Well, Tom, I don't know uh, I don't know if everyone would agree with me, but actually the times that I've been on the upper dart and uh, there are some really beautiful times that it's, uh, it's you, know, you know, especially at this getting around this time of year when you know, you've got all the trees changing colour, etc. It's actually a very idyllic uh, spot. So um, thank you for that. And Anthony, what about you? Uh, the local D run. I would have to say it. No, uh, no, no. I, I love being on the D and I'm on it every day. But but I think uh, getting out back to Norway. I haven't been out. I haven't been to Norway yet on a on a sup. And I remember going there uh, a lot as a kid and paddling some incredible rivers. And they're, they're waiting to, to for me to go down on a sup. So I, I'm going to be out in Norway soon. So um, let's get out there and let's uh, next season and, and see what see what it gives. Brilliant. OK, well, thank you, Adam. 
Thank you, Tom. And thank you, Anthony, for your time. Thoroughly enjoyed um, talking to you and uh, I hope the listeners have, have really sort of benefited from uh, from listening to your experiences and, and your experience and expertise. You can, all of you, find uh, other podcasts available on the coaching podcast from a British Good and Warden body. And yeah, thanks very much for listening and speak to you soon. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. Remember to review, rate and subscribe. Bye for now.